What's going on, y'all? James Hicks here from Infotainment News and ITN Live. Look, been wanting to do this for a long time. This being starting a podcast to go along with the with the site and go along with the other social media platforms we have. But been always trying to find the right platform to use. Right, been looking for how to get the message out to our engaged readers, our engaged viewers how to really how to monetize and believe it or not I found the right platform that's getting the job done that's going to be easy to use and easy to set up that platform is anchor anchor is a one-stop shop for recording hosting and distributing your podcast best of all it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use and now Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. Check it out. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now. This is an ad for Anchor, if you didn't guess that by now. Check it out. If you want to get started with Anchor, if you want to start sending out your message, owning your own platform, broadcasting your message, go to anchor.fm slash start. Join me, join the rest of the diverse uh, authors and owners of content out there. Get your podcast off the ground. Let us know where it is. Talk to you soon. Y'all be cool. Ladies and gentlemen, that intro track is from Grammy-nominated songwriter Alvin Garrett, who has given me exclusive permission to use his music for this roundtable. For that, I want to acknowledge and thank him. You can find that song, Something's Different, this time on all streaming platforms, and you can follow his musical journey on his website, alvingarrett.com. With that, let me first thank everyone for tuning in tonight for part two of our State of Current Events Roundtable here on Infotainment News. I'm your host and moderator, James Hicks. Today's panel consists of another great cross-section of society, women, mothers, and people of different nationalities and ethnicity. The goal for tonight, similar to the last session, have a constructive dialogue 
share stories, discuss, debate, all that. But at the core, be respectful to each other and ultimately work to help everyone realize that they can play a part in this much needed dialogue and make their voices and actions relevant for positive change. Now let me let the roundtable introduce themselves. I'm going to ask as I bring them on one at a time, everyone to give their name, their location and occupation. We'll start with you. Okay. Uh, I'm Jennifer Hicks. I am James White and um, I am a mom of Jordan and Isaiah. Um, I'm an educator and I'm located in California. Thank you, Jen. Hi. Hi. Oh, I'm okay. Natasha Hill. Um, I have two sons, Emmett and Xavier. I'm a human resources uh, professional and live in Kennesaw, Georgia, which is just about 30 miles north of Atlanta. Awesome. Thanks, Tosh. Mm -hmm. I, I love the spellman that you're rocking in the background. I will, I will say that. <laughs> Hey, my name is Marvin, uh, in Sacramento, California. I'm an aircraft mechanic and had to bring uh, my old fart buddy here. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Two old guys. <laughs> and I'm, Scott. Yourself. <laughs> I'm Scott, <clears throat> again, Sacramento. I'm uh, 66, retired. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Thank you, Scott, for joining. Good evening, everyone. Uh, my name is JJ Raymond. Uh, my wife, Carly, and I, we're in Orange County, Southern California. And uh, currently, we work for Crew. It's a college campus Christian ministry and primarily looking through the Bible through the lens of ethnicity and culture and how to fight for oneness. So excited to be here. Thanks, James. Looking forward to it. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you. Uh, so everyone that's watching the stream, I see the comments coming through. Definitely keep those coming. I've, I've put together... A few questions, right? I've got three questions I'd like to present to everyone. You know, we'll, we'll let the discussion flow as it naturally will. I'll be in the background watching time and keeping us as much on track as possible. Uh, if we go 20 minutes per question, that'll kind of give us the opportunity to let our East Coasters go to go to bed at an mm -hmm. early time, right? We won't be on too long. So be, be cognizant of the folks that are in the East Coast, right? Does that make sense? Yep. Awesome. So I, I, guess, let me, that, I was just going to say, that? I should know Toby's head might pop in every once in a while if he has a comment too. <laughs> you know what, let, let, put him on camera. He can, he can definitely join the discussion. So let, let's start with this, you guys. Um, protests, as we know, are happening everywhere, literally globally, in support of civil justice and people tired and frankly disgusted with police using excessive force and overstepping bounds. What are, you, what are you seeing in your area in regards to these protests? And I, I, I've got to start ladies first, and I've got to start with, uh, with, with the boss in the house. So, well, see, hey, don't start nothing, Marvin. Yeah, I've got, I got to start with Jen first. So. I didn't say anything. <laughs> so I think something that I'm noticing in our community is that it seems to be a lot of youth are um, gathering and really leading the protests. In fact, Jordan, um, our daughter who's 18, um, told me yesterday about a protest that her friends were organizing over by the mall. 
And um, so I, I did a drive by and I was a, an obnoxious honker honking at them and, and giving them some encouragement. Um, but one of the things I've just noticed just looking at, you know, different social media posts is that we have a lot of youth in our community that are really rallying um, and um, and really leading and organizing some of the protests. Right, right. That makes sense. We have a new entrant into the panel, and I definitely want to give her the opportunity to as well state uh, name, occupation, and location. Kelly, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? Um, I'm Kelly. I live in Sacramento, and I'm a photographer in the area. Since I got you on camera and on screen, we just started kind of with going over with the questions and usually question number one on there. What what are you seeing in, in your area in regards to the protests that are happening? Are, are you seeing a different age or different demographic in terms of who's showing up or, or are you even seeing anything in, in where you are? In Sacramento there, I feel like it's pretty much all ages, but I feel like a lot of it is uh, the younger generation for sure, just like Jen said. I totally agree with that um, more than like the older people, but I feel like that we had gone to a few in Sacramento and there, it was a pretty wide range of ages. I felt like. Interesting. Interesting. Tosh, what about you? I'm, I'm, I'm interested to, to hear what's going on in, in, in the Atlanta area. Um, Atlanta has been interesting. I think, um, as I said, I, I live in the suburbs, so I'm not right downtown Atlanta. Um, Probably you've seen a lot of what's going on in downtown. Um, it's been all ages, all races, um, but it's been equally, I think, um, prevalent in the in the suburbs. So even in Kennesaw, which is you know a pretty largely white middle class neighborhood, um, we've had several um, walks and gatherings um, for. For protest, I wouldn't call it even protest. It's awareness. It's it's we're here and we have a voice and we want to be heard. Um, I I can agree with Jen to some degree that I'm pleasantly surprised that there's a lot of youth out there. Um, but I will also say, you know, looking at some of the Atlanta video and I'm looking at the same stuff that you're seeing on the nightly news. Um, you know, there's some pieces of it where it almost feels like it's a party versus a purpose. Um, and I think that. Um, I think that that's, it's something that I I don't know, I don't know how I feel about that yet. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, before we go further, I mean, that, that brings up an interesting dynamic and, and I understand what you mean by that, but who is contributing to that? I mean, is, is it, you see, are you seeing the younger generation? Are are you seeing folks our age? I mean, who's, who's there that's making it look like a party who's make turning it into i, I hate to say this the freak neek right because again you're in atlanta so i'll bring that up but who's who's doing that you know it's um it's folks that don't have leadership i i, I i'm not at all doubting their genuineness and caring about the cause and and really being interested but there's a lot of sort of I want to be seen versus there being a purpose um, to the message outcome. And I think um, Toby's voice in the, on the side here, he said, it's the younger folks that don't, um, that are still learning. Um, gotcha. You know, they know that there's a struggle. They know that it's important, but they don't know how to act about, act on it yet. 
Makes sense. Makes sense. So they're opportunistic, right? As opposed to understanding that there's, there should be some method to being out there and, and protesting and throwing the fist up and doing whatever, as opposed to just an opportunity to get out in the middle of the street and make some noise. Yeah. That's unfortunate. And I think okay. some people, it's just like a trend, too. Well, right now, I think a lot of it's also Juneteenth celebration going on. So it's probably a mixture of both. So once Juneteenth uh, is over, uh, it may get serious again. So, so, so go deeper into that, man, because I was going to go actually to, to you and Scott next. So, so why do you think, so if, if we had had this session yesterday, um, do you think, or did you see in your area folks out protesting, talking to their neighbors, talking to their society about let's make a difference, let's make a change, or were they just out because it's fashionable to be out right now with their camera and taking a picture saying Black Lives Matters or whatever the case may be? Because well, it's, interesting, it's an interesting thing, right? Because, you know, we're, we have all these issues that have happened. Black Lives Matter is, 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 the, is the conversation right now. But then yesterday was Juneteenth. I mean, that, that brings a whole nother dynamic and a whole nother yeah. conversation in, in the play. So, yeah. Well, with... Um me, I haven't been out protesting. I've been busy working because I'm essential personnel. But uh, I love it. We appreciate you, brother. We appreciate you. <laughs> but uh, you know, I've been discussing with the coworkers. Matter of fact, I had the the first uh, part one watching it with my coworkers, and uh, they brought up twenty thousand questions and and some of their opinions. I asked them to be on. They're like, no, no, no. I just got so, so I wrote down notes on what they were saying. Um, but uh lost track but uh yeah it's 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 going to hopefully build back up and be more serious again because right now with the juneteenth going on uh people aren't really taking it serious people just want to get out right now because of the corona true yeah. true so they, they locked up and this is an excuse for everybody to get out and get some yeah. sunshine so. yeah yeah, right, scott, I think, let's, yeah I'm gonna say, let's go to you scott i i, I think the lockdown has screwed everybody up. I think we've all been played to an extent. But um, I, now, forgive me. I want to. I, I want to pretext everything that I say. If 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 I say anything, I, I'm not the most articulate person to have on on a, a debate or anything like that. I don't debate people normally. I don't like confrontation. I don't like altercation. I'm a I'm a, a live and let live kind of guy. You live your life without violating my rights. I do the same to you. I give you the same respect. And uh, that being said, I'm also a strong uh, um, believer in our in our constitutional rights. Okay, it, I mean, I, I know this goes way back, but I think we, we've all been in, uh, created equal in the vision of our Creator that we're all endowed with inalienable rights that can't be taken away from us. And we all have the right to, to liberty and, and the pursuit of happiness. And that's the pursuit of happiness. It doesn't have to be dropped in our lap, but we can pursue it without being, you know, obstructed or violated or anything like that. Uh, as far as what's been going on in the local area, you know, uh, quite frankly, uh, for some, for a long time now, I've, I've been, Turning off the major news uh, news networks because I've I've actually caught them in some blatant lies, 
uh, and, it, and it's become so political and so opinionated anymore that they don't deliver the facts. They don't give you honest to God journalism anymore. They give you opinion. They're the first to run a story uh, without checking the facts or verifying anything. Often being the first out there to say it out. And anymore, if you hear something, you got to give it 24 to 72 hours before you can see if it really comes to light. Um, I, I don't go out and protest. I, I have faith in our system that this we will get through this and we'll get it right. Um, uh, gee whiz. Brain fade. Uh, so good. <laughs> I, 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 so let me so let me ask you let me ask you this, Scott. I mean, along those lines, um, because you're seeing a lot of what's happening, and this isn't even one of the questions that I prefaced you guys with, right? But but again, you, you're seeing a lot of this from a different perspective, right? And you oh, know, yeah. some, 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 someone like me, Marvin, Tosh, I mean, right? We're, we're we're seeing it from a different lens, but you're seeing it from 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 yeah. a different lens. I am. I'm, I'm not even going to ask necessarily where you where you where you stand in terms of the whole movement but just i think if, if you understand that the foundation and the premise of the movement really is equal rights uh right. common decency uh yeah. the fact that look I, I can't have i can't have this man putting his knee on on, on my friend's neck for i mean right. that's just not right that right. that's that's the dialogue that we're trying to have and, and make every right. make sure everyone understands that those types of things cannot happen from those that are designated to quote unquote protect and serve um I'll tell you this. I'm yeah. sorry. I'll tell you this because because of some of the media that I do get my information from, which is okay. Granted, conservative media. Mm -hmm. All right, they are very much against what happened. Uh, uh, you know the, the treatment that that and and it, to me, uh, first I I I wasn't there. I didn't see what happened. I only know what's been shown to me, what I've heard. W know when all of those changes in, in, in the market sure. space are. So yeah. continuing to put that money in at a regular recurring rate, and then over time, as you say, it'll uh, you'll you should come out ahead. Yeah, and you know what else and it you does can't too. Can't time the market, but you know, yeah. Yeah, and you know what else it does too is it takes emotion out of the picture, right? Mm. That's another thing that dollar because emotion is really bad when it comes to investing and savings and things like that. So if you think about it, when the market's at an all-time low, we've got COVID, we've got all this stuff going on, everyone is emotionally strapped and they're like, I've got to hold my cash, I got to keep it, I can't, oh my gosh, I can't do anything with it. And then when it's at an all-time high, everyone's like, final level of, of lethality. Um, but, but these things aren't necessarily trained to all officers or law, all law departments, and it requires special training. You get to work and things like that, uh, not just physical. Um, so much going on, and I feel hopeless in a lot of it. Um, I started volunteering in January for a group called Restorative Partners here, and mm -hmm. I'm going to be a mentor to someone newly out of prison. And that's what the training I'm going through. So I'm learning about the history of incarceration in our country, which is giving me a lot to be pissed off about. So yeah. this is not um, mentally healthy for me to be going through, but I am learning a lot. And um, so I, I didn't have any idea, which when I learned something new like that, 
it shocks me that I was so naive about so much. Mm -hmm. And we sometimes think, can I learn any more? I don't know if I can handle any more of this negativity. Yeah. Yeah, it's something that I do need to know. And it will help me at least help one person through this process of acclimating back into the world after being in prison. And um, so it's been very interesting learning about that. And um, it's also hard to go through a training online because I like the in-person stuff. It's yeah. been fascinating that I've been comfortable doing keynotes online <laughs> because I am such a hugger. And, um, and I feed from the energy in the room. So it's yeah. kind of shocking that I can do it online. But I'll probably continue to do some online because it's certainly cheaper to do it like this instead of flying out to Nebraska for a 50-minute keynote. There you go. They don't have to pay for your airfare, right, and everything, and they can add that more into your your uh, into your rate as opposed to paying paying for that Delta flight. I know, maybe. <laughs> I didn't even know they had airports in Nebraska. Just oh kidding. Oh, my God. Oh, my. All the Cornhuskers are, fans are going to be mad at us now. She's drinking wine, and, you know, it's three. I'm, I'm drinking the coffee. So What's a Cornhusker? Oh, my. Look. <laughs> Again, she doesn't have a television, ladies and gentlemen. Not, not, not a sports fan. Not a sports and this fan. Is diet. It is Coke Zero. Uh, very nice cup you got there. Okay, a little, little, little incognito. No, I, yeah. Well, I um, after Boone's Farm Strawberry Hill in high school. Wow. I, I cannot <laughs> do wine. Oh. She said Boone's Farm from Strawberry. Oh my gosh. I know you're too young to probably even know about that. No, I I know about some Boone's Farm and uh, and. You know, PBR and all, all those back in the day, but oh, those, yeah. those, those are bad memories. I, I, I don't want to memorize, memorize some of those. That, that, that. Yeah, they still have Boone's Farm. I just did a training for a company and they sent me a case of it. Boone's Farm costs 50 cents per bottle. <laughs> or no, it's, it's, it's about it's a dollar. High, it's high end now. It's $2.99. It's not cheap anymore. It's super expensive. <laughs> $2.00. Just go all out, you know. I'm not not gonna pay you in cash, but Jim, what we're gonna do? We're gonna send you a case of strawberry Boone's Farm. Oh, but guess what else? You can now throw up in blue and yellow. It comes in three flavors to throw up in. It costs them more to ship it to me than it costs for them to buy the wine. There you go. I know, and it's still fruit pop though. Yeah, easy easy access, right? With this with yeah, the screw yeah. top, you get yeah. I got it. Yeah. I love it. Uh, you, let me ask you know? let me ask you a question about um your your travels again as well. I I keep I keep wanting to go go back to that because I think that has shaped so much about who you are. Um now how much time you, you Grew up in, in Asia, you grew up in Africa. Have, have you lived outside of there? Have you lived anywhere else besides San Luis Obispo, where, where you are now? Or uh, were, were those kind of the main two, main three locations that you've spent most time? Uh, no, I lived in Florida, in Virginia, in Montana, a little while in North Carolina. Okay. And that's it. Okay. 
And well, curious, where in Virginia? In Vienna, right outside of DC. Because okay. when we came back to the States, my dad worked in DC. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because uh, we were stationed at Langley in Virginia. So we were in Hampton uh, and the whole Newport News area. And all of my extended family is over in Maryland and D.C., um, Fredericksburg and Richmond, Virginia, that kind of area. Oh, really? I worked yeah. at Price's Corner when I came back to the States. So this is interesting. So I came back to the States. I ended up going to five high schools. So I came back and I went to, um, I, I needed one class to graduate and American history, because obviously that wasn't offered in the schools overseas. And I had mm -hmm. gone to um, uh, ta um, Taipei American School was my last school overseas. Okay. So I found out I needed one class to graduate and the first class of the day was American history. So I knew I could take that. So I went to Tyson's Corner, Farrell's Ice Cream Parlor, and I applied for a job. And I said, I need, I'm gonna take American history. Right after that, I can drive over here and work for the day. Okay, so I got the job. So I go to school, the day to register, and they said the class is full. And I said, I'm a senior, don't I get special privilege? And they go, cheerleaders get special privilege. <laughs> Uh -oh. I mean, oh, uh -oh. no, no. Oh. <laughs> so um, I, I said, then I'm dropping out of school. And they go, have your parents come in. So I called my mom and she came in. She goes, that is ridiculous. I said, I know. So we met with the principal and he said, yeah, tell your daughter she can't drop out. And my mom said, she's going to drop out. That is ridiculous. Why do cheerleaders get preference? Well, he wasn't expecting that. Right. So, she um, backed me up and we go out to the car and we're looking at each other going, what are you going to do? And I went, I don't know. What are we going to do? So she said, well, you can go to night school. So we went over to the night school and it was really sketchy. So we were a little scared. And so we went to the uh, school that was in Falls Church. And we said, I know you don't allow like out of district, but this is the situation. And they said, okay. Well, I didn't know anybody in that school. And yeah. so I went there for a semester. And then I said to my parents, you know, if I graduate from school in California, um, then they'll, I can be a resident and I can go to school free. So in my senior year, my parents let me move by myself and I rented a room by myself in California oh when I was gosh. 17 and I graduated um, from a California school. And when I went out to the school to register, they said, who's your guardian? And I go, I don't have a guardian. <laughs> so they called my mom and she goes, ooh, does she have to have one? We didn't think about that. And they go, well, she's supposed to, and I didn't have one. So isn't that crazy? Little, little, little details that were slightly overlooked. but uh, totally didn't plan it out. My parents, they were pretty crazy, too. So I graduated by myself. That is insane. That, yeah. See, but that's a story that not everyone can tell. That's a, And that's oh, a yeah. great story, too, that, you know, you've been there and, and kind of gone through that. Um, 
shipped you all the way from the East Coast to the West Coast to go yeah. to school. Uh, you had one class to take, and you went yeah. to class, which is which is it was a thing too. I mean, most kids probably I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have gone to class. I don't know. I probably well. I went to watch TV shows, films, um, almost every day. <laughs> it was super fun. Yeah, I forgot about that. It was pretty exciting. <laughs> you, your 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 life is just. I know you've written a book. You got to write another book. You know, my only life regret is that I didn't keep a journal. Yeah. Because we did have some pretty amazing experiences, and my dad didn't always think things through, and we did have some pretty crazy things that happened to us. Wow. And um, my mom actually was more kind of the pants in the family in that my dad would just suggest these crazy things and um, and we'd do them. And then my mom would think later, when we first moved to Ethiopia, so here I am, seven, five, four, and one kids, white blonde hair, early 60s, Ethiopia, we get in my dad's Jeep and we just drive and we are in the middle of nowhere. There's no roads. Get a flat tire. Yeah. So my dad changes it. We continue driving. I mean, there are no roads. A native throws a spear at the tire. No gas stations. So my dad takes the tire off and just hikes looking for something. So we're alone in the car for like three hours and we're singing Girl Scout songs. And there's a big circle of Ethiopians around us just staring at us. And later as adults, we said, Mom, you are so calm. She goes, I wanted to kill your father, but I couldn't let you guys realize that. So my dad finally came back. And there was just, I mean, they were looking at us like we were in a zoo. And no one came toward the car. They were just watching us. And um, I know. <laughs> See, you realize that could go in a whole bunch of different directions, right? You're 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 driving in Ethiopia. You flat tire. Someone throws a spear at the tire. Wait, wait a minute. What? I, I mean, know. That, so you know, we, we could talk about that for 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 an hour, and then you're being <laughs> you're being circled by by the natives as they're like, what is this? What is this family doing here? They look a little bit out of place. Yeah. <laughs> I know. And my sisters both got hepatitis because they were little and they drank water out of the faucet outside. And then my dad got malaria and um, my mom got calcified pork worms and she was told not to eat the meat, but she did. And she was written in the American Journal of Medicine. Because it got so bad, is that right? Because well, they weren't—they didn't know that you could get calcified pork worms and they'd stay in her arm. <laughs> hey, what? What is going I on? <laughs> I know, but you know, right. again, we—the Ethiopians to me are the most beautiful people on earth. They were so lovely to us, and my dad really left a part of his heart when mm. we left there. And um, again, so kind, and I felt so safe over there. And um, really, it was a wonderful place to grow up. And I met Haile Selassie. 
Really? While you were there? Yeah, twice I learned how to curtsy, which is always a good skill to have in your back pocket, just in case. There you go. Boom. There you go. There I you know. Go. <laughs> little, little etiquette right there, too, you know. <laughs> I know. You never know when you're going to have to bow. Drake and Bones Farm, and you got a curtsy. You know, no, 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 that's I know. Where, that's I've a good way to say hello. <laughs> Gee, I, I don't know. I don't know where else to go because I, I'm, I, I told you again, planning this, I didn't have any ideas in terms of where we would go. But lo and behold, we've talked for 58 minutes right now, and I'm overwhelmed in a great way. You, as always, have have just provided insight you've provided humor i mean you're one of the funniest persons on the planet i will tell you that for sure and you got to write that book again um tell us real quickly what's what's next for you what's next for for gene what's next for the organization happy people win and maybe the the other portion of that happy people power or what you know what's next with you coming for the for the rest of this year maybe you know, I'm kind of going to be status quo, I think, for the rest of the year. Um, and then next year, I'd like to get back. Um, I'd like to do two trips next year. I'd like to go back to Bangkok, where I was in junior high, and um, visit some of the elephant reserves. And I'd like to go back to Ethiopia and Kenya and um, visit some friends and just catch up. I'm really fortunate and you've met my mom. She's gonna be 89 this year and I'm so lucky. She is my best friend, she lives next door. And um, I don't know, other than that, um, just continue what I'm doing. I, I really love my life and mm -hmm. I live my bucket list. I don't want to be those a person who says, when I retire, then the fun starts. I don't want to be that yeah. person. I want to, every single day of my life, I want to run wild, which is my book. And I want to visit my friends and I want to do the things that I love to do. Amazing. I don't want to have any regrets. Living every day to the fullest. Yeah. And you, you, you are, that is, if you look that up in the dictionary, that, that is definitely you for sure. Gene, thank you very much for your time. Thank you for your, your story. But more importantly, thank you for your friendship. You, you're an amazing person. You've been an inspiration to my kids, my wife, uh, myself as well. And I know everyone who you, you touch and you have an engagement with in, in, your, in your conversations, your keynotes, your conferences, just walking down the street. They got to walk away with a smile. So for, for that, I say thank you very much. You are so welcome. Thank you for inviting me. Anytime, anytime. Be well, my friend. I will talk to you soon. We will be down there hanging out on the beach. Uh, oh, I remember, I, I got I, I got to stay away from the cat, though. But I will I, I will be there and we'll, we'll hang out again soon. My guest yeah. room is animal free. Done. Yeah. I'm yeah. coming. Because you almost killed me last time, but I'll be. I'll be I know, there. I know. Yeah. That's not we can, good. We can talk I about love that too. You. Be good. Bye. Bye.